the thing that's interesting to me is is almost every really successful company I know, direct response, e-com, digital marketing, every niche, whether that's you know health or biz op or financial or whatever, the the owners and like the kind of main partners really understand copy. A lot of them were copywriters. And even the ones who weren't ever copywriters have studied it a lot and they really get copied. It's extremely rare. I, I, I can't even think of an example of a company that's crushing it right now where they don't really understand copy on a really high level. You're listening to the Traffic and Funnels Show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Traffic and Funnel Show. This is Chris Evans, and I am super excited for our guest today. I've got Mr. Stefan Georgi on. Stefan is one of the best copywriters in the world. I do not say that lightly. He was referred to me by uh, a buddy named Justin Goff, who I believe is an incredible copywriter. He said, Chris, you've got to check this guy out. He consistently produces winner after winner after winner, and he's got a process that is really, really awesome that helps him to do that. So... Um, I've been following Stefan for a while, um, and I actually just recently bought his course and in his process, and I want to dive into that today. Um, but Stefan has one of the things that Justin told me is, dude, he's basically been like the top guy on ClickBank for a long time, and um, the copy that he's produced has been about seven hundred million dollars in revenue. And being someone who has written copy, um, it is a challenge. So just to be a copywriter and produce one win is a challenge. To do it over and over uh, is even more difficult. So I'm really excited to have you on today, Stefan. Thanks for your time, brother. And uh, just give the group and the audience a little bit of background about you, your story, um, and just kind of give us the vibe of, of what, you're, what you've got going on today. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on, Chris. Really appreciate it. Glad to, glad to be here. Yes, it's sir. an honor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the background is that I, I have indeed really truly sold $700 million worth of stuff with my, my words, uh, both my own products and clients products and services, which I think is important because, uh, we can get into that later, but, but having the experience of, of, of kind of seeing it from both sides as like the, the writer, uh, and also as the business owner, but the background really is. In 2011, I was working at a place called The Outdoor School, which is in Marble Falls, Texas. Uh, it's about an hour and a half outside of Austin. And it's basically, it was like a summer camp that during like the fall and spring, the guy who owned it, his name's like Steve Baskins, and he was this Harvard, uh, Harvard like MBA, like finance guy, retired and bought the summer camp that he loved as a child. And then during like the spring and fall, he would turn it into like an outdoor ed type place where kids from all over Texas would mm. come in and learn about nature and water quality and the like astronomy and stuff like that. So I'm, I was there teaching at that school. I was in a, a double wide trailer uh, because they provided room and board, but they, they paid me $200 a week. Um, but I you know got a room in this trailer and um, then we got free food during the week, which was camp food. So kind of exactly Beans. what you would expect it to be Beans yeah like <laughs> uh like you know they had some some chocolate pudding that i'm sure was just corn syrup and something else but uh i just macked that and like the peanut butter every day basically um nice but but yeah but it was like actually this really happy time in my life because i was outside all the time i was making a difference and you know i felt i was in great physical shape because you know when i wasn't 
hiking around with kids, teaching them about mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, they, they'd ask me to go clear a trail and I'd be chainsawing trees and doing all this rugged manly stuff that maybe, uh, you know, I hadn't done a lot of growing up, but, uh, you know, felt like super manly, uh, and just was, so it was great. Uh, but then in, uh, in May of 2011, I found out that my dad had cancer. I got, I got a call mm. from my family back in California. Um, he'd been diagnosed with a kind of rare form of liver cancer and it was stage four and he didn't, you know, didn't look like he had much time to live. So once I found that out and obviously it was brutal and, and, and shocking and, and everything, mm-hmm. but I finished out the last couple of weeks at that place at the outdoor school, went back home to California to be with my family and then just basically lived at home and helped my mom and dad out and for the the last five months of my dad's life. And then he died in Mm. October of 2011. So during that time, which was very difficult, I also, that was actually the first time I ever tried anything in e-commerce because I was at home and, you know, didn't really want to get a job because it was kind of a full-time job helping my mom with my dad. So I read the four hour work week and set up like a drop shipping store using, uh, Volusion and the like a and this thing called yeah the Doba which had products and and so set it all up you know spent a couple months doing that from my parents' house and never made a single sale um, but at least I kind of realized what ecom was um, yeah. and then after my dad died I went to Vegas to blow off steam uh, played poker on like the third day a girl came into the poker room who I thought was really attractive and she got seated at my table, which was a big coincidence because there were 40 or so poker tables and she happened to get seated at my table. You don't get to choose when you go into a poker room. You go up and you see the people at the front desk and then they assign you to a table, basically. Right. Uh, And somebody asked her what she did for a living. She said, I'm a writer. I wanted to know what kind of writer she was, so I asked. Uh, She said, I'm a copywriter. And I told her, that's really cool and interesting copywriting. Wow. And then I had an iPhone one or whatever I had. And I, under the table, I Googled what's a copywriter because <laughs> I had no idea, uh, but yeah. I wanted to talk with her. <laughs> um, so that was my, was my introduction. Smoking hot, right? She was smoking hot. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she ended up becoming my wife. So I'm allowed to say that, but yeah. at the time, yeah, it's just a girl I wanted to talk to. And so her and I hit it off. I ended up going and taking a corporate job in South Florida, uh, maybe eight weeks after that, a little over that. And um, she came down with me and we kind of moved in together right away. And I was doing this corporate job and it wasn't a bad job, and but I was out in the Florida sun all day making $200 a day, which was actually, you know, I, I thought I would be happy with that given right. what I'd had in my life before that. But um I'd come home and she'd be, you know, in her underwear drinking a beer and someone paid her $800 or $1,200 to write a sales letter. And that's the point where I was like, you know, what am I doing? Why am I out here grinding my ass off in this corporate job when I could be getting paid to like, you know, work from home, uh, half drunk and Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. So I asked her, Hey, do you think I, I could be a copywriter? She said, um, yeah. I put up a sales letter on a site called Warrior Forum, which you may remember. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, big, big kind of marketing forum, especially back in yep. the day. And I, I charged $149 to write sales copy for people. And I woke up the next day, I had $298 in my PayPal account. So two people had, had kind of paid me to write 
sales copy for them. And dude, what was that feeling like? That was the best feeling in the world because that was my yeah. my whole make money online for the first time story. Right. You know. Um. Yeah. So it was like, oh my god, I was I was thrilled because I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna quit my job. Uh, everything that rushes through your head when when you first go into the world of freelancing mm-hmm. and actually kind of discover it and make some money, it, it was. You know, like, oh, I'm going to be writing from beaches in Hawaii and Bali. I'm going to be, I could write a sales drinking margaritas, plane, drinking margaritas, like out by the pool. Uh, like, you know, I'm only going to work a couple hours a day, but I'm going to make way more money. Like I can be right. in a cafe in Europe. All that goes through your head. Um, and so I had all those feelings and it was like, I just won the lottery. Uh, but of course, it turns out that's not what happens. Instead, you're grinding your ass off for clients, you're terrified of not being able to pay your mm-hmm. rent uh you it takes you way longer to finish projects than you thought it would uh you go on vacation but then you work the entire time you work on your birthday i mean it, it definitely yeah. was not i would never have traded it but it definitely was um you know quite a grind at the beginning uh trying to figure things out but i still wouldn't right. trade it because again making money for the first time and, and realizing that i didn't have to have a boss um that alone just was this degree of freedom that I mm. suddenly had in my life that, you know, I wouldn't have, you just couldn't get me to give that up once I, once I tasted it. Yeah. So did you, at that point, had you written any copy at all or were you, no. you just cold Turkey, you just went in warrior form. Hey, I can write copy and that's it. Yeah. I legit like, um, so I, you I learned on the job. Yeah, I did. So I, I, first of all, I asked like my wife at the time, you know, my girlfriend, but, yeah. um, cause like, can I see a couple of examples of your sales letters? And she showed me some, and then I was like, all right, I'm just going to basically copy these like structurally. Um, right. and so that's kind of what I did. I just sort of copied what she had. And then the, the posting on, on warrior form actually posted under her account because she had like a pretty, you know, good reputation on that. And she'd written some, uh, warrior special offers of the day, or I think they were called like WSOs and, which yep. is meaningless to most people listening to this, but if you're on Warrior yeah. Form in 2012, 20, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Oh, shit, like six WSOs of the day. Um, <laughs> and so I basically wrote the sales letter on her account about her copy protege. And at the very yeah. end, it was like, P.S., if you like this copy, my copy protege actually is the one who wrote it. Um, mm. And that was what kind of got, that was like the hook that got people in. Because I, I remember somebody even commenting and being like, oh, okay, that was actually pretty good. That got me. Um, and right. you know, they, they bought a thing for me, but I just bottled off of her. And then in the early days, Chris, I think this is probably important. And it's, it's like, cause I, after that I'm trying to find work. Right. And so yeah. copywriting was like one of the things, but it wasn't the only thing I, I had an Elance profile, which is Elance is now Upwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just trying to do anything I could that I thought was remotely interesting that would pay me money I would do. So people would be like, Hey, you know, can you do SEO? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm the man at SEO. And I Google like, how do you do SEO? Um, you know, same thing with like WordPress. Can you build a website? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And how do you build a, you know, and teaching myself, but I, but I feel like too, I don't even think it's funny. I think some people think about that as being like, could could say it's unethical, I guess. Right. But, but to me, it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, that's, is it unethical if I say I know how to do it and I teach myself and I know how to do it and I do a good job, you know? Um, and I, I was one of the opportunities, man. I was trying, I, I had the confidence that I would, I would obsessively work to, to do a better job than somebody who maybe right. had the skills at the beginning. 
So I didn't feel like it was, uh, you know, unfair. And that's how you learn. I think learning on the job is actually a great way to go about it. Um, as long as you're really dedicated. Yeah. That's one of the things that Dan Kennedy says, you know, it's like you can go to school for four years or you can jump in and start a business and you know, you'll have an MBA in two years. Yeah, totally. Right. And, uh, I absolutely agree. That's actually how we started trafficking funnels. We didn't have anything set up. We hadn't been, you know, quote consultants and really coached people. Um, and so we told people that, yeah, we can, we can do it. And we just had the confidence that, you know, we will figure it out. Yeah. Right. And that's what one common denominator I see with a lot of successful entrepreneurs versus entrepreneurs is, you know, it's a person who just dives in, they just jump in and just, you know, I'm going to figure it out no matter what. And uh, especially coming from where you came from, man, where yeah, a lot of struggle, right. And you probably had pain of having a boss and all that kind of stuff, that story that we didn't yeah. really dive into, it really sucks. And so the potential and the future that you could have, um, you know, that seemed really, really more of a, the upside, right. Than, than where you came from. So what was the, what was the time frame from when you jumped in, you, you got those first few copy clients to when you really started to figure it out and figuring, figured out the power of being able to write copy that converts. How long was that? So about about two years, a year and a half to two years. Um, what happened is like I, you know, I I, I definitely am naturally a, a decent writer and mm-hmm. enjoy it. So I, yeah, it's not like I, because that's the thing with copywriting, and and we can get into that is like you don't. I can teach anybody to write good copy, um, and in fact, yeah. very good copy that can convert. And but it really helps if you have a natural aptitude towards writing. That doesn't mean you have to be a great writer. Doesn't mean you have to be great at grammar, but obviously if you can't like write seventh grade level sentences, then probably you shouldn't do copy. Uh, Mm -hmm. You, you, you may still want to study it, right? Because you can, um, then you can at least know what good copy looks like, but yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I had a little bit of natural aptitude. So some of the stuff I wrote was did okay, but I, it was very inconsistent. I didn't know when what I wrote was actually good or not. If it was going to perform or not, I'd stare at a blank white page. I'd, not know where to begin. I'd get halfway through and get stuck. All of these sorts of things happened. And then, yeah. and I guess it would be fall of 2013, uh, a guy named Yee, Y-I, uh, hired me off of that same site, Warrior Forum. And I was now charging $497 for a sales letter. And he sent me 990, yeah, he sent me 997 via PayPal. Wow. And he was like, hey, I'm paying you basically double, just make this really good. And yeah. I was like, all right, you know, this is amazing. But then he also said, you know, and also I'm around if you want to talk about it, talk about strategy, add me on Skype, like we can talk mm. through it, which honestly today when a client wants to, you know, talk about the offer a lot, it's kind of a red flag because it means like they're going to try and micromanage or, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of, a lot of, especially copywriters really value their autonomy and things like that. But yeah. given that the guy had just paid me double what anyone else was paying me, and it was probably the most money anybody had paid me for like pretty much anything in my life. Um, I was like, all right, well, I should probably do that. And this guy ended up being a really good mentor for me. So he, he started, mm-hmm. he showed me, for example, I was writing like for a, a do-it-yourself kind of home solar product, which there was a lot of these sorts of products in 2013, 14, especially. And so he started showing me other sales letters in that kind of niche or category as well as sales copy and um, other categories too. And he kind of yeah. started teaching me things like, for example, 
that there is this structure. And he's like, you know, all sales letters kind of follow the same structure. If you look at it, they sort of all have these same big parts. And then there's little mini kind of like subsections within them. And so that alone was really helpful to me because suddenly you're like, okay, there's an actual sort of outline that every piece of sales copy that's kind of longer form is following and they all right. kind of do this. So that's, I didn't even know that. Right. And, and suddenly it made perfect sense. Um, and then over time, after that first offer, which I, I wrote for him and it did ended up doing well, he kept hiring me. He was also partnered with a guy named uh, Tryon Savia, who mm-hmm. is still around in our space and they did survival. And, and between the two of them, they started giving me all these resources on different kind of skills that are needed as a copywriter. And so yep. they, they, to their credit, I'll forever be thankful, kind of, they didn't just hire me, they invested their time and energy mm-hmm. into me as well and helped to mentor me. And that's where I started getting really good because I started understanding the structure of sales copy, the parts of it, these little tricks like fascinations or curiosity bullets, which are yep. basically what they sound like. They're little bullet points that create curiosity. You can put them in the beginning of the sales copy to get people to keep reading. Or if you're selling a, a book or an informational product, you can put them in that section to get people uh, to tease them about what's inside the book or the info product or you know whatever it is. So they'll yeah. uh, want to you know, buy it and, and get inside. So um, And they taught me about something called me- mechanisms, which are really important as well. Which mm. So mechanisms are basically, the way I do it is, is I call it the unique mechanism, but I, I divide it into two parts. There's sort of the unique mechanism behind the problem that the prospect faces, and yeah. there's a unique mechanism behind the solution that we're going to offer them. And the reason that's so important is because by the time your prospect, and this is true, by the way, Christopher, like, it doesn't matter if we're talking about a long form sales letter or a Facebook ad, or we're selling from stage, or we're doing right. phone sales, anything. This is like, that's the other big secret about copywriting. It really is, these skills are universally applicable to any selling. Like yep. all copywriting is, is selling, you know, in print or via written word, but it's still selling. And, and this can be applied anywhere. And we can talk about that in a little, but um, basically by the time we talk to our prospect and they have their pain point and it hasn't been resolved, it's very unlikely that, you know, this is the first time they're trying to solve their pain point. And that this is the first product or solution that's being presented to them as a way to solve their pain point. So what that means is if we just sort of come at them with the same marketing messages that everyone else has come at them with, then it's very easy for them to reject that and not want to buy our product or service because they could say, oh, I already tried that, didn't work. But if we can find the unique mechanism behind their problem, so this, this way of showing them the real reason that they failed in the past, that there was this unique thing that was actually causing the problem. Um, so then he, we have Stephen, that. Yeah, I'll you, explain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Yeah, I want yeah an example. for sure. I know. Um, so <laughs> there's, there's plenty. I mean, looking at it from a, we'll do a health example first, cause that's okay. really the easiest. But if you look at it from, for example, a, a weight loss product that you're selling and you're able to say, okay, like the real reason you know, maybe, maybe you find that there's some newly discovered hormone in our, in our guts and that this hormone is responsible for hunger cravings and whether or not we feel full. I mean, there are hormones that do this, but let's say it was a new discovery that just came out and you were able to find that like scientists have found with like really high certainty that when people have too much of this hunger hormone, then they, you know, can't control their diet and that's what causes them to gain weight. And if the market doesn't know about that, 
and you can come in and say, hey, the real reason you've struggled to lose weight or keep weight off in the past, it isn't uh, just because of the dieting you've been doing or working out, and it's not about counting calories, and it's not because you're, you know, just a weak piece of shit <laughs> who couldn't do it, right? Like, right. we're going to let them off the hook and absolve them. It's like, it's actually, there's this mm. hormone that just got discovered, and, like, scientists had no idea until now, but this is the real cause. And this explains why everything you've tried in the past didn't work. It wasn't your fault that you mm. couldn't stick with a diet. It wasn't your fault that, you know, you tried to work out but felt exhausted and, and plateaued or, or stopped. You know, it wasn't your fault that you could uh, do this or that. And, and of course, this is why even if you bought supplements, like weight loss supplements, yeah. you weren't able, they didn't work because nobody knew about this hormone. So nobody was targeting it, right? right? So once you have that, and that's your mechanism of the problem, the solution is really logical. It's like, well, if we what to solve it, we need to target this hormone mm -hmm. and reduce the amount of it that's in your gut. Because if we do that, then obviously your hunger cravings will subside and you won't need to eat as much and you'll finally be able to lose weight. And then the mechanism of that solution is tied to our product, which could be, you know, a natural diet that helps to reduce, you know, that hormone, or it could be a supplement that has ingredients to target that hormone, or it could be a coaching program that has like diet and exercise and things that target that hormone. So we're finding this surprising culprit. We're like, the, the important thing there too, is that it's a really easy solution. It's like you were missing 90, you know, you had 99% of it but you were missing this one piece of information. And without this one piece of information, it was like you were trying to, you know, fly blind with a blindfold on, like you were never going to land or get where you were going. Um, What's and, the psychology but, behind the, the unique mechanism of the problem? It, it's the fact that humans, a couple of things. I mean, people, people want to be let off the hook, right? But yeah. they also, again, if they've, if they've tried, they're, they're naturally skeptical <clears throat> or guarded of anything that they're being quote unquote sold. Right. And so if, if, as soon as they think that they've heard it before, their whole, they, they want to, they want to know, is this, is this something new or is this this rehash the same old crap I already know? And the second you right. can kind of take them and show them that there's something new and surprising about their pain point and new cause of it, it sort of, it reframes everything for them. It's a paradigm shift because if they can accept that there's a, a real Un unexpected but but true reason behind their problem and they accept that mm -hmm. they become way more accepting of your solution because now they're like well i've never tried something that solved that before and if that's my problem i should probably try something that solves that problem right, right. um so that's a huge part of it for sure so the big thing is <clears throat> it really removes the objection that they might have because it's new it's something they haven't seen identified and it gives them believability that you know to fix their problem is actually possible yeah, and, and, and pretty easy because again, it's like you yeah. had, you know, you you knew about all this stuff before. Right. Like you just didn't know this one thing. People want to feel piece. like the, yeah, people want to feel like the solution is just like right around the corner. Not that you're gonna go around turn the corner and then have to run another 10 miles to get to it. You know? Yeah. Um yeah. so when you're like, oh, it's just right, you were so you were right there. Um, the stories of the people who who quit too soon as entrepreneurs, right? The person who who was about to quit and the next day they got their big breakthrough and everything changed. I mean, we, we love stories like that as humans of people who just were, were so close to giving up, but didn't. And then every, they were re rewarded for their perseverance. And it's almost a similar concept being applied here. It's like, you've been so close and we, you know, you probably want to give up, but thank God you didn't because here, guess what? If you do this one thing now, you will be rewarded with the outcome or the result that you're looking for. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. You know, what you might not know, Stefan, is um, my copywriter, you know, we were, we were supposed to go to the event that you and Justin had 
and he couldn't go. So I think you guys sent over just like your PDF of this process. Right. He used that at one of our offers. That's absolutely killing. Oh, it's awesome. It, and dude, this is that. before this is before your course came out. Like he just took the piece of the unique mechanism of the problem, really utilized that, and then obviously the solution. And so um, that's why I'm stoked to talk about this. And I'm interested in like at what point did you identify that and that it was such a powerful piece for you to implement and to really codify as a part of your process? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so uh, Ian Tryon kind of turned me on to the mechanism on a broad level. And then I mm -hmm. sort of thought about how there was two parts to it. Um, so I, I had that as something that I was looking for. But then what happened is in, I guess it would have been early, no, actually no, probably summer of 2014. So about two and a half years since I had started freelance copywriting. Um, uh, Yi had, had moved over to a, a company that was doing uh, health, health stuff. So before I'd been doing a lot of survival stuff and they asked me to, you know, write like some stuff for them. And I, I did, and it went well. And I asked them for like a full-time sort of like gig with them. And, and at first they were hesitant, but then the stuff I wrote was doing well. So they were cool about doing that. But the one thing is because uh, Yi thought that writing sales copy was so formulaic, uh, as far as like the structure goes and things like that, mm -hmm. his whole philosophy was like, well, okay, cool. You should be able to write a sales letter, 7,000 or 8,000 word sales letter in like, you know, a day. And <laughs> I'd be like, like, Jeez. you know, I know <laughs> I'm actually so thankful for this, but at the time it was like, this guy's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, but, but it's so amazing. This really comes down to like mindset and stuff like that too, because right. he believed it was so possible. And they ended up creating the structure with me where, they wanted to do a blockbuster model where they were just putting out tons of new offers with the assumption that not every single one of them was going to be a home run, but the ones that were right. would make up for any of the flops. So we did this whole kind of bonus structure where if I wrote four sales letters in a single month, I got $1,000 per sales letter. Okay. But if I could get to eight sales letters in a single month, I'd get $2,000 per sales letter. And if I got to 12 sales letters in a single month, then I would get $4,000 per sales letter. So Dang. I had the opportunity, if I could triple my output, right, I would go from making 4,000 to 48,000 in right. a month. Plus on top of that, they had um, these, every time I did a mechanism for them, because we, we realized how important it was, they would give me an extra $1,000 if it was a good mechanism. So 12 mechanisms, so now 48,000 plus 12,000 is 60,000. Plus they would pay me for like emails and creatives and subject lines. And so I basically had the opportunity to earn 72 to $80,000 a month. And this is for somebody who before that had maybe made $10,000 one month like ever, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. So it was just this massive opportunity. But in order to capitalize on it, that meant I had to write a sales letter every 2.5 days. That's Plus insanity. I had, yeah, it is. <laughs> Plus I had to come up with mechanisms. Plus I had to do some email creatives and subject lines and other stuff for them. Yeah. Upsells, they needed upsells. Um, so it's like, how the hell am I going to do this? And and I, I, what I realized is like, okay, I've got to make it like an assembly line for creating copy. I have to look at mm -hmm. this in the most assembly line process. I have to be like the right. Elon Musk of, of sales writing, of sales copy. Um, and figure this out. So maybe Henry Ford's a better analogy, but you know, Elon Musk is on my mind right now because of the stuff going yeah. on in California. Because he's in California. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm like, all right, like, what, what are the steps I do? I'm like, all right, well, the first thing I, I do is I have to do my research. 
Because if I don't do research, then I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So I have to research. Yeah. You don't know what the market wants. I don't know what the market wants. The I have to research. Yeah. Exactly. I have to research like the, the market overall. Like what are their pain points? Who are they? You know, are they old, young, conservative, liberal? Do they believe in like the status quo or the conspiracy theory oriented? Like, you know, I need to know all these sort of psychodemographics about the market. So yep. I start writing down questions that I need to ask and answer uh, for research based on the market. And then not just that, I had to also research existing solutions, right? Or what already mm. existed, what, especially because when we get to the mechanism, I have to differentiate against that stuff. Yep. So I've yep. got to know, all right, what is the market already used? What, um, what was their experience like? What did they like about it? What did they not like about it? All that kind of stuff. And so I came up with this whole list of research questions. I think there were 21 or 22 of them total and wrote them all down. I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta answer these questions. I have to know the market and the competition and all that before I can start writing. I'm like, all right, perfect. Yeah. I'm like, what's the next thing I need to do? I'm like, all right, well, I got to do the mechanism because I got to figure out how what we're selling differentiates from what's already been sold. So right. I've got to approach the mechanism. So that was the next step. Uh, then I realized like, all right, I have like a, a sales letter outline, but before I even get to that, I was like, I really need to like, there's, there's other things I have to make sure, questions I have to make sure that I am able to answer really well, or I'm going to get stuck mm -hmm. writing the sales letter because this would happen yeah. every time. And so sometimes the stuff as simple as it sounds like, what is the product? But that doesn't yep. mean you answer the product as like, you know, it's a course that shows people, agencies, how to get more clients, right? Yep. Okay, great, sure. Like when you write copy, is that going to actually help you? No. But if you actually write out like a paragraph or a couple of paragraphs about, you know, inside product and you actually write out the copy for what the product is, um, yeah. so then when you start to write your, do you really feel like you know it and understand it and are excited about it? That's going to help when you write your sales copy. So mm. there was maybe... 12 questions like that, like the background story behind the person who discovered the product. Um, some of them were, were restating the research questions, uh, different, different things that, that I had that, that I needed to answer these questions. And I call that the brief. Um, okay. So now I have research mechanism and brief. And then finally, it's time to actually write the copy. I'm like, all right, well, now when I do that, I do have the sales letter outline. I knew the big pieces, but I started going through all my really successful copy and breaking it down even more. So like the mm. big sections of a, of a sales letter, and by the way, this will apply to other stuff besides sales letters, and we'll get to that in a minute too. Okay. But the big, the big sections of a sales letter are the lead, which is like the opening, the intro, mm -hmm. where you're grabbing their attention, hooking them in, making promises, calling out their pain points, uh, you know, just kind of building credibility, things like that. So there's the lead, the background story, which is like, who the person, the voice, the spokesperson talking, their story, were they in pain? Um, you know, they hit a breaking point. They had to go on a quest to kind of find a solution. Then we have the unique mechanism behind the problem, the unique mechanism behind the solution. Uh, once they've done that, they know the solution. We have to kind of go to the product buildup and, and revealing the product. So, you know, once they have the solution, like why couldn't they just go buy it on Amazon? Well, it turns out that out-of-the-box versions of the solution don't work or they don't exist. Mm. They had to create themselves. It was trial and error. People like that story of the mad inventor in the lab, like tweaking and testing, yep. right? So versus just being like, I found the solution. Now I have it introducing product. It's like people right. are like, yeah, I don't know. But if you're like, oh, you know, it kind of worked, but I had setbacks. 
you know, you have to kind of do this whole little dance with them. Um, mm. And then eventually product was born. And then we get into the close, which is where we tell them exactly what's in the product, the features and benefits. We build up the value. We address objections. Uh, we kind of go through these different steps, get to the call to action, like tell, you know, reveal the price, um, everything there. So again, lead background story, unique mechanism of the problem, unique mechanism of the solution, product build up and reveal, and then close. And then after that, we do have FAQs, which is answering questions that people may have, may still have. So yeah. that's like seven broad sections. But then I, when I went even deeper, I could sort of do sub bullets for each section that made it really mm -hmm. paint by the numbers. And once I did that, I had like 55 bullets, which sounds like a lot, but really I realized if I just go, I can just go down like a checklist. And as long as I include everything that's in each bullet in each section, like I basically was going to write a really good sales letter every time, given that I knew you know, had done my research, had a good unique mechanism, and then like had the right copy about what's in the product, the background story, which I'd done for my brief. And the advantage yeah. of the brief was, cause I already wrote out what the product is. I already wrote out what the background story is and some other things. Um, when it came time to actually write the sales copy, I actually already had a bunch of stuff written. So then the sales letter itself would only take me like, you know, six or seven hours to write. Um, Jeez, dude. So, so that was my assembly line. And, and to, to kind of put it all together. Uh, so first of all, I, I kind of call this process RMBC research mechanism brief copy. But what I found is like, I can do research in let's say three hours. I can do the mechanism in three hours. I can do the brief in three hours. And then maybe the copy takes me eight hours. So total that's 17 hours. So when I did that and put it all together, it was like, holy shit, that's 17 hours. So if I want right. to, I literally can write a sales letter in a day. And, you know, and at that point, once you figure that out, you're like, man, you're giving me two and a half days. Like that's luxury. <laughs> like, you mean I can just do half today and half tomorrow? Great. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, once I did it, I, the first letter I wrote using that, that method or process, uh, like I wrote it really fast. I, it was a day or two. And I started realizing I, I could do that repeatedly. And, and I did, I started pumping out 12 sales letters a month, which is like, you know, pretty unheard of. I don't know really that anyone's ever done that. And, and they weren't just like random sales letters. They were really good. And, and that's when the client went to the top of ClickBank. They had eight out of 10 of the top offers on ClickBank were offers I had written for like a good year. Um, they grossed Easy. over a hundred million dollars in like that single year. Uh, I made a bunch of money for the first time and you know, the process was really, um, it really worked. So yeah, that was, that was kind of how it all came, came together for me. Um, so with this, with this pro process, um, what would you say your success percentage is in winning sales letters? I, I, today, honestly, it's probably like 85%, you know, um, maybe 90%, you know, then it was probably 70%, 60%. Cause I still had to like, you know, still had to learn and tweak. But even yeah. that, you know, if you can do it, if, if you, anything over 500, like you could be one of the, the most successful uh, copywriters or, or most kind of successful business owners in our space, like of all time, right? If, if one out of yeah. every two sales letters you write is going to smash it, um, that that's insane. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it dramatically increased the, uh, the success rate. And then what's really cool is, is obviously in the time since then, I've trained tons of other people in this method. So first of right. all, for my own companies and businesses, like I used it to then start a health supplement company that scaled to 23 million in revenue in its second year. Um, and then I hired 
I'd hire writers off Craigslist who had no idea about copywriting. They just had an, an interest in writing. And I would train yeah. them with this method and they would write, uh, you know, promotions that would do seven and eight figures after six months, you know, sometimes even less, like three months, um, even though they didn't even know what sales copy was when I'd hired them. Um, and then I have like a copywriting mastermind today with Justin, Copy Accelerator, yeah. where we teach this method to people. And, and same thing, you have writers who come in with zero experience or very little experience and they're producing killer copy in a matter of like a few short months. And this is both the was this freelancers and it's also the employees of business owners uh who so business owners will put their employees in and suddenly their employees who were their like affiliate managers before are writing these killer sales letters and they're scaling and going from doing you know a million a year in revenue to doing 10 million i mean just crazy fucking jumps right um and business owners themselves are using it because a, if you can write your own copy and you have time, great. But B, even if you're not going to write your own copy, just knowing what good copy looks like so that when you do hire a copywriter, you can call them out on their bullshit or you can make tweaks mm -hmm. or you can devise split tests or you can manage your copywriters. Uh, it just becomes a really valuable thing. So the system really works for everybody, no matter if they're a newbie copywriter or they're more experienced. And that's one of the kind of coolest things about it. So what would you say is like the most important element of this method? If you could only choose one, what would it be? I, you know, I, so I, I hate that question because I really think that <laughs> it's a synergistic, um, yeah, you know, thing. I get it. But to give you a fair answer, ooh, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'll narrow it down to two for you, okay? Okay. Which is going to okay. be, okay, so research is one of the most popular ones because the way I approach research is different. And when you answer those questions and you know more, it's a lot easier to write to your prospect and your ideas are yeah. flowing. And research is one of the most universal ones. Cause like, for example, Ed Ray, who's in my mastermind and he used to be the kind of head of acquisition for Dan Locke. Um, mm -hmm. when Ed, uh, the first time I did research, it was like the first training call for my mastermind. He basically just took that, applied it to the Facebook ads he was writing for Dan and wrote several of the best ads he'd ever had. Like the click through rates were like 200% better the like, yeah. you know, conversion rates were higher just because suddenly he was actually talking to the pain points of Dan's audience mm -hmm. and market where he hadn't before. So I think right. research is probably the most universal and the most universally impactful, but I do really feel like the mechanism is extremely important too, because otherwise, you know, you flounder to differentiate yourself and yeah. people always feel like with the mechanism, because now that I have my course, I have a private Facebook group for people who have bought my course and you know, people will be like, well, I sell insurance, so I can't have a mechanism because everyone sells insurance. And it's like, okay, mm. so you don't do anything different. And then it's like, well, you know, I, I you know, I guess we do, uh, we do this sort of personal kind of frame, like a, a rubric that we take their, their application through and we use a special 10 point criteria to then match yeah. their needs to the best. I'm like, well, there you fucking go. Like, why are you not talking about that? You know, it's right. like people, people think that they don't have a unique mechanism, but everybody can have one. Um, right. And so I really think that that's important. And no matter what, if you're writing a long form sales letter or you're writing a Facebook ad or you're writing a, a direct mail thing that's, you know, two, uh, two pages long, or you're doing phone sales, if you get on the phone with somebody and you're like, you know, trying to sell them a product or service, like they want to know why is this different, right? Why is this going to work? Yep. I've tried yep. other people. I've tried other services in the past. I've been sold before. I've heard it all, you know, and suddenly when you can get them to accept that they haven't heard it all and that they've never actually addressed the real reason why they ha aren't where they want to be, but you have the solution and you get them to believe that your sale becomes infinitely easier. So yeah. I got to go research if I have to pick one, but I really think research and mechanism 
are both just very crucial. Right. And so why would you say research? Dive into a little bit deeper on that for me. I just feel like if you don't know, the huge mistake people make is they think they know their market when they don't. Yep. So they're like, yeah, I've been doing this for a while. I know, you know, I know how to biz up. I know freelance. I know whatever it is. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's like young people who want to make money online or it's, you know, 55 year old housewives who are looking for a set of second income. Yep. See, I already knew it. Yeah. You're like, okay, great. But when you actually do research and my two places are, are really just going to forums, right. Mm-hmm. And like going through diving through and, um, and there's forums for everything. And when you go through and you start looking at your, your market and you start hearing them telling their stories and their struggles mm-hmm. and their victories and their failures and their fears and their own words, um, yeah. it's incredibly illuminating because you find that there's there's all kinds of interesting insights you wouldn't have gotten if you just made yeah. your assumptions and started writing. So, yeah. for example, two examples that come to mind. One, if you look at like a home home like a video surveillance like systems that get sold on Amazon, so stuff yeah. like Nest and things like that. If you go and do the research on Amazon, which is the other place I go, I do forums on Amazon. You'll find mm-hmm. like um, that. And I'll go to like the five-star reviews and the one-star reviews because I want to see what people love and what people hate. But mm. what, what you find is that if you told me, hey, we're selling a home security system, it's like, you know, we're going to have video cameras and things like that. I would just assume, okay, so the pain point is people don't want to be robbed. They want to feel secure and safe. Maybe they don't want people to steal their packages, right? These are the things that I would just assume probably. And I start writing this whole promo and I'd be like, yeah, like I'm killing it. And it might, it might mm. do okay. But if I actually went and did some research on it, I'd find that one of the most common things people talk about on Amazon and the reviews is how they got them to look after their dogs and their cats and how they love mm. seeing what their pets are doing while they're away and knowing that their pets are okay and they're checking all the time right. on that. So that's a huge thing I could talk to as far as like a feature and benefit of this home security system. But if I didn't do the research, I probably would have just ignored that and gone to writing you know, without, without that. Uh, another yeah. example in forums is like, if you look at like, like going back to weight loss as an example, um, I like went and, uh, I did this for my course where I was doing the research in real time. And, um, one of the, this, this, this woman in, in the, one of the forums kind of like was chronicling and journaling her whole weight loss journey. And one of the things she talked about is how she wanted her husband to look at her and be full of like pride and admiration. Be like, that's my wife. I'm proud of her. She achieved this goal. And like, she talked about this all the time and, and other women were kind of saying the same thing. And what was interesting is as a man and as somebody who maybe just would make assumptions, I thought, you know, it'd be like, look sexy for your husband, right? Like, feel good, feel mm-hmm. sexy. Your husband won't be able to keep his hands off you. And it's like, sure, that's great. But what these women were saying they really wanted was actually admiration and respect from their husbands, not just mm-hmm. like lust. And so right. if I don't do my research and I never get that, that point, then I never get to put that in the copy and the copy is not as effective. And then beyond right. that, with the, the research, once I have people sharing their stories in their own words, I can literally copy and paste those things into my research document. And then ultimately they make their way into my sales letter. And now I'm talking to the prospect in their own language, not just what I think their language is, but I'm yep. literally using their words, like their a reflection of their pain points, a reflection of their hopes and dreams all of these things. And I'm, I'm able to actually just speak to them in such an authentic level that they can't help but feel like they're understood and that I'm connecting with them. 
you know, no matter who I am, whether it's me speaking or I'm speaking as an expert or whoever you know, I'm writing for. Um, and that kind of emotional, deep connection then drives conversions and sales on such a high level. So those yeah. are just some of the reasons why research is, is incredibly vital and important. The thing I love about RMBC, dude, is it completely dis, de, um, demystifies the process of writing copy that converts. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I feel like you're studying so many I've, – dude, I bought copy course after copy course and, and just thousands and thousands of dollars, and I've read the, the legends and everything. And so much of it feels like it's a unicorn, like to write a sales message that converts – is more so a, a unicorn, right? That it's 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 pretty rare, or it just takes you a lot of swings, you know, a lot yeah. of at bats. And I know that some of the biggest uh, info publishers out there, some of the like uh, Agora, that's part of their process is yeah. just put as many at bats out there as possible. So that's what I love about RMBC and why I am requiring it for all of my guys and anybody who wants to come work with us in any of our companies. Like you have to go through this because. Time is is so crucial. And, and the other thing I love about it is that it's not just a long-form sales letter, which we use in our business, but it can also be used for webinars, right? Also be used yeah. for email series, ads, VSLs, mini VSLs. So what you primarily write, I would assume, is, is long-form sales letters and a VSL. So how would you break it down, this process, into an ad or, or maybe a 10 minute VSL, like what are some of the big components that you collapse it down to make that seven minute or 10 minute VSL, which for those listening who don't know, it's a video sales letter. How do you collapse it down to where it's still effective and potent with that, you know, the very little time that you have? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think that the secret is if, if you look at the sales copy outline, so C and RMBC, it's like, if, if you look at, shorter, even five minute videos, even three minute videos. Um, mm -hmm. they, they, well, the best ones and Facebook ads do the same thing are actually following the very same structure. Like you're still mm -hmm. calling out the pain point, promising the solution, uh, throwing in a, a little bit of credibility. You're still doing, uh, you know, a lot the, the, the difference is you're, you're doing a couple of sentences about th for each section in each bullet versus doing, yeah. you know, paragraphs. But that's really right. actually it. You're just condensing it down. You're still going to tell the the background story, even uh, if it's like there, there's an air filter company called Molecule, which I bought one and they had a great video. I, they don't have it up on their site anymore, but it was up for a long time. And it's basically how it's like this father and daughter who are, I don't know, scientists, chemists, whatever. And they like, I, I forget it now, but it's saying like, you know, our, our one of them had breathing issues and they looked at traditional air filters and realized that mm -hmm. they were just gathering kind of gunk, but they weren't actually destroying it. And they said, what if we can build something that, uh, you know, that actually like zaps like the crap out of the air and like destroys it. And so we went to work and you're like, okay, so there you've got the story that they were, um, you know, one of them had their breathing issues and you have the unique mechanism behind the problem, which is that most of the air filter out there, the HEPA filters just kind of gather dust and germs yeah. and bacteria. They don't destroy it. And the solution, which is to like use this unique technology to basically explode or zap the DNA of like bacteria and crap, uh, you know, that they have. So they explained all of the story, you know, mechanism of the problem, mechanism of the solution, and they did it in maybe 30 seconds. But mm. it's important to still have it, right? Because if you don't have it, I mean, I'm going to relate yeah. 
Because the story, I don't, I don't necessarily need the story to go on for ten minutes or the mechanism right. stuff to go on for ten minutes. Uh, so really, it's just taking the same stuff you have and you just distill it down to a couple of senses. But but it's the exact same process, and that's whether again it's like a short video, um, you know, Facebook ad, even like a longer kind of email. By longer, I mean maybe seven hundred thousand word email. Um, yeah, it's the same process again and again and again. It's just the length of amount you write is is, is just less. Yeah. So um, I encourage everybody to grab this course. You know, like I said before, when Stefan sent this email out announcing this, he was teasing it for a while. And I was like, come on, dude. (laughs) A while. (laughs) Why are you doing this? Quite a while. This is so dirty. Um, As soon as the email came out, I didn't even read the copy or anything. I was just, I just went and bought it. And I, I was shocked with how low he priced it. Um, and then after getting into it, dude, everything that you put in there, uh, of course, just a process. But one of the things I really love about what you put in the course um, is all the examples in multiple different industries. And you have other contributors. Um, and so just, I think, from someone who not necessarily works in supplements or you know some of these really crazily scalable um, markets. I'm in consulting, coaching, which is more of a challenge to scale. I love seeing those different examples because there's so much to draw from. So what I'm going to do for everybody is I actually want to do a walkthrough of the inside. If you're good with that, Stefan, Um, because I think every, I don't care if you're the entrepreneur, the business owner, the CEO, the CMO, if you're the copywriter, if you're the media buyer, I think every single person who touches sales copy, whether it's on a sales letter, a webinar, an ad, a VSL, a phone to you know, phone conversation, whatever it is, I absolutely believe that you can extract so much value. And just imagine, right? imagine that you can consistently write copy again, whether it's a sales letter, webinar, email, ad, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, a Facebook post, you can cons- consistently write copy that pulls on the heartstrings of your market, connects with your market, and gets them to buy what would that do for your business? And like I said before, we had just like a snippet. My copy guy had a snippet of this and we have a sales letter and an offer that's absolutely killing. So I'm going to send everybody to trafficandfunnels.com slash Stefan. Um, I want you guys to go check out the video. I'm going to give some more information there as well. And Stefan, I actually want to give a bonus. Anybody who buys from this podcast and who's listening uh, some stuff that we're doing on sales that I think is is pretty powerful as well. So if you guys buy this, um, I want to throw in a, a sweet bonus for you guys. If you know, you follow us, we don't really do affiliate stuff. We don't promote other people's stuff. But I really, truly believe that this is so important and powerful um, that I, you know, I think that you guys should get it. So, Stefan, any last words of wisdom or, or thoughts or anything you want to leave us with? Well, first of all, and I, I really appreciate you sharing the course with your tribe. I, I just would say, and I, you're going to do the walkthrough video so they'll get to see it, but it's so ridiculously comprehensive. It's not overwhelmingly yeah. comprehensive, right? It's like very well laid out and it's very yeah. sequential and logical. Um, but it's like, yeah, I really am trying to make this the most no stone unturned type of uh, course ever. And yep. you know, to that to that end, there's also the... Um, the private Facebook group for people who buy uh, RMBC yeah. who invest in the course. And even there I'm answering questions. You're in it, Chris, you've seen how active yep. it is and people are 
asking you know about their ideas for mechanisms and all of this stuff. And I'm, and I'm even adding more stuff into it, which I don't have to do because it's really comprehensive, but I'm just continuing to, to stack value after value after value add to it. Um, and I, and I, one thing I was thinking about as you were just talking about that and, and sort of saying how everyone can benefit from, from understanding copy, and I, I just really, really, really agree with you. Uh, I'm thinking about one of my more high profile kind of current clients is the dudes at, at B Shred and they have a supplement company called Sculpt mm-hmm. Nation. They went from, you know, $5,000 like startup money five years ago to they're tracking to do over 200 million this year. And you know, if you, if, on my sales letter, you'll, you know, there's like a whole long, I actually put a testimonial from Nick, who's their CEO on my sales letter, but I had to just cut it down. He wrote me like a fucking page. Um, but the whole thing was how, you know, A, just like you guys, they make anybody who wants to write for them has to use RMBC. Um, yeah. And B, he really attributes this method with, you know, helping them to go from to 80 million to 120 million to now 200 million. Uh, but the thing that's interesting to me is, is almost every really successful company I know in like direct response, e-com, digital marketing, and, and across every niche, whether that's, you know, health or biz op or financial or whatever, the, the owners and like the kind of main partners really understand copy. A lot of them were copywriters and even the ones who yeah. weren't ever copywriters have studied it a lot and they really get copied. It's extremely rare for me. And again, you and I are both blessed to have friends who have, I have tons of friends of eight figures, several friends of nine figure companies. You know, we know right. the guys at Agora, which is like a 10 figure company, um, which obviously Agora knows copy. But like, if you look yeah. at it, like, um, I, I can't even think of an example of a company that's crushing it right now um, that where they don't really understand copy on a really high level. So for everybody yeah. out there, even if you're thinking, well, I'm not going to write my copy. I'm, I hire people. It's like, perfect. Great. You should absolutely go through this course and understand the process and what great copy looks like. It will save you so much time, so much money, and it'll make you so much money because now, like, you know, when your copy comes out, it actually converts and it converts at a high level and you can scale the things you're doing very quickly, easily, and rapidly versus putting stuff out and spending the next six months or the year optimizing, doing rewrite, all the shit, right, that that, that sucks away the life from your business and your mm-hmm. time. Um, it really frees you when you understand good copy. So just for that reason alone, for those who maybe don't think that they need this, like, that's why I would argue you really do. And the last thing I'd say is there is a guarantee on this too, as, as uh, you know, you know, Chris. So people, when they get to your, you know, that page you created, which again is so awesome of you to do, and they look through it, and you know, if they if they're even kind of curious about it, I would still urge them to just take a shot, try it out, and then see. And if it's not a right fit for them, then no big deal. Just let me know, and you know, I'll give you your money back. But I, I think you, I only I've had. Uh, so again, I watched it two weeks ago. I haven't actually done a lot of affiliate stuff yet. I've got close to 300 sales just from like four emails to my list and one friend promoting it. Um, I think out of that, I've had one refund request and it was a person who just basically was, you know, way out of their, their, I don't know, actually, they, they, I just feel like they shouldn't have bought it. They probably couldn't afford it and stuff like that. And it's fine. Yeah. And, and, and they didn't want to put in the work. That's literally what they told me in the email. They're like, ah, I don't really want to put in the work to try and learn. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, no problem. Right. But I, but I refunded him instantly. But the point is out of that, and it's not like it hasn't been all these grizzled copywriting veterans. It's all these people. It's freelancers who've never really studied copy before. It's business owners who want to understand it better. It's employees who got their bosses to get it for them. Um, and, and, you know, so it's a pretty damn good refund rate. And I, you know, I, I imagine it will, it will stay that way because once you get inside, it's just so incredibly valuable. So 
Um, Dude, the value is ridiculous. I, yeah. You know, I wrote a post in your in your uh, Justin and Stefan talk copy group. And I, I like I felt like I I ripped you off. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Like, dude, I think you should charge a minimum five grand, if not ten grand, for this. Um, you know, people people have to understand the value. Like, you get one thing, like one thing that could pivot you. Um, you know, you, and your your investment is just multiplied hundreds, if not thousands, of times for this. So, um, trafficintofunnels dot com slash Stefan. That's S T E F A N, and we'll put links on the podcast page as well. Um, you guys check it out. I'm going to do a walkthrough and I'm going to show you all the awesome stuff in there because it's re- it's really incredible. Um, just the breakdowns of the different industries and u- unique mechanisms, um, for the different industries and all the examples. It's pretty incredible. Plus dude, this was crazy. This was a big shocker. The swipe file yeah, that yeah. you shared. That was insane. Um, you know, it, it's really important. People who has, have been exposed to copy, you understand how important it is to have examples, right? Not just of what you put in the actual course and that you guys walk through, but examples of winning copy that you you gave that is your personal swipe file, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, and don't, you know, ahead. no, I, was, I mean, I, I don't even have that mentioned on the sales letter. It's kind of like a, it's hush hush. It's okay, it's okay we mentioned oh. it here. No, it's all right, but I mean- We'll scrub it, we'll scrub it. No, it's like an unadvertised bonus because like, yeah. honestly, it's got so much- I don't know. It has it had that that sweat value is probably worth like I don't know a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, if you look at all the because yeah. it's got not just sales letters, but it's got content and other things that people have created over the years that um, cost like a fortune to get you know your hands on. And um, but it's in there. But everyone everyone's got to keep it a secret, you know. Yeah. Hush hush. Yeah. So, brother, I appreciate your time and appreciate your your value and contribution to the marketplace and. Um, We'll uh we'll get everybody on this and you guys buy it and absolutely do not refund or I'm gonna come look for you. I'm one of those guys who I don't think you should ask for a refund, right? Because I think there's something that you can always learn and it's your job to extract the value. Right? Yeah. So um thanks again, man, and uh we'll get everybody on this. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate uh, you having me and, and getting to chat with you here. All right, brother. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.